and I have an amazing woman on the show today. I am with Keon Davis, who has a very exciting and fun, I would say, I'm speculating it, but it's fun, it sounds like it, um, production opening up shortly uh, with the Jefferson Performing Arts Society. And uh, I, um, I always say that I'd love to get there and I hope I can. I happen to have a husband in the hospital right now, so I'm not sure. But um, I am really interested to hear about the production itself, but also your career, which is pretty amazing already. And it's <laughs> further proof that one can uh, develop a creative career here in the city of New Orleans. And that's an important message that I work on because I want all our creatives to stay here and grow our uh, creative city. So Keon, first of all, let's deal with the production. Tell me mm -hmm. what Sweet Potato Queens, I love that name. Uh, it, it probably, that's the name that definitely made uh, Jamima, my assistant, and I call you. We, we love Good. that. So um, tell me about it. Yes, it is a cute name too. Um, it's a, it's a, comes from uh, Jill Connor Brown, who's a writer of, um, so she's uh, from Jackson, Mississippi. It comes loosely based on her life. And she began to write books about her experience as a sweet potato queen. She became one, she's the boss queen. Well, she, was, she was literally the sweet potato queen as so many uh, architect, uh, um, agricultural fairs here have queens or whatever they're. Yeah, they're, she is the boss lady. I, love the that. I didn't lady. know that. <laughs> she so happens to be from Jackson and she's written several books about her her life as a sweet potato queen, but, and has recently been turned into a musical. It's about a sisterhood, life, laughter, and love, supporting each other in good times and bad. And no matter who you are, you don't have to be a girl to be a queen. You can be anyone going through anything and you, you find togetherness with this group um, of support. Um, and, and I love that new film out that is, um, what is it? It's uh, uh, The Woman King. Do you know? Woman about, King. Right? So yeah, I love that really also, that, you, that a woman can be king. Woman. Yeah, there's so many shows out now on TV and, and, and um, uh, movies out, Queen This, Crown That, and Girl This, and Woman That. So yes, this is, this is our time. And um, this particular musical is definitely a great startup opener for the JPAS um, in that they're supporting the women and the diversity of uh, the story. And it links very well with our New Orleans metro area, how fun loving and diverse, no matter who you are, what you are, kind of people we are. So uh, yeah, this is a good, this is a good look for, for the area. Awesome. So give me some highlights of the, uh, of the performance of the production. Uh, what can somebody expect to see and hear if they come mm -hmm. to see the performance? And let's be sure and get in when and where's. Okay, um, let's see. It's uh, we we. I'll get the when and where's now. It's going to be at Jefferson Performing Arts Society, their West Wego location, Teatro Wego. That's on seven one seven seven Salsa Ave in West Wego, and we open tomorrow, which is oh. September. Yes, September 16th, we run weekends, Fridays and Saturdays at 730, Sundays at 2pm for three weeks in a row. 
And the show itself, uh, we'll see what's so uh, exciting about it. Well, of course, my opinion is it's exciting from top to bottom, but uh, the music in the show written by uh, the music and lyrics, Melissa Manchester and Sharon Vaughn, they will be coming out to see their works. Jill Connor Brown will be coming to see the show. Um, and the cast is very excited to show off their uh, talents with them. Um, the music is fabulous. I've got some great singers. I've got veterans. I've got amateurs. I've got people who haven't done this in a long time. You know, all mixed together so well. They've become a family. Um, and uh, that's the type of show this 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 will bring. The music and is Ken. awesome. And Ken, so, you're the director, right? Well, yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's that. Oh, yeah, she said that sounds very <laughs> modest. There's that, and um, yeah, I'm the director and the choreographer of this show, so I get two credits on this one. Thank you, Jay Paz, and um, you know, so the opportunity to work with the with Max, a new musical director, has the uh, cast singing beautifully, and uh, Jay Paz's production staff is working on lights and sound and wigs and makeup, and this is the kind of show that can show off. A, a little bit of all of that, you know, mixed together so well. Uh, if you're the kind of person that likes glamour and glitz and glory and tiaras and glitter and just being big, that's what this show is about. You know, your chance to do to do you that way, even if it's not, you know, it's not really my character to be that way, but it's somewhere inside of me to 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 want to flaunt and be queen and be bought. It's in all of us, whether we admit it or not. And, we, and that, I think, is one, when you ask people, why are they in New Orleans and why do they love New Orleans? And they kind of say, gosh, I really don't know. And then I start saying, well, maybe it has a little bit to do with the way we celebrate here, yes. which is all the way. Yes, and all the way. That, that ability to, I, I have tiaras. I would never, I, I always tell people I'm from the South, mm -hmm. Bronx. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, um, I'm not, I mean, not that we don't dress up for Halloween there, but otherwise there's not a whole lot of dress up other than, you know, right. going all the way with the glamour thing, if you can. Right, right. But I have a tiara made out of oyster shells that my husband made, my artist husband, along okay. with necklaces made out of oyster shells and, and silver wire. And um, yeah, for, for Mardi Gras and other events, I'm going to don them. And then he right. made a whole bunch of tiaras for me out of a little um, kind of like aluminum wire. So mm -hmm. I can sort of put a simple little thing on when um, going to something more modest. But yeah, this is the one for all of that. You know, even if you, I mean, in the, this area is the kind of time, place where, I mean, it doesn't matter, of course, Mardi Gras, but. You could be any random day seeing someone with flair and glamour walking down any particular street in our town, and it's perfectly fine and perfectly normal. So we're going to ham it up this, this weekend with parades and extra stuff for the opener and all wow. kinds of things we've got going on and, uh, you know, more vendors, more more food, more drinks, and just big time for What's the production for, without food in New Orleans. Absolutely, you can and music. You know, we've got brass bands. We've got all kinds of things happening. Oh, oh. Special, 
special for this show. You're going all out. So I expect, I'm hoping to have a wonderful turnout. So far, we're looking great. But uh, we certainly have room for any individual that wants to come in with their tiaras and their boas and their glitz mm -hmm. glamour glasses and, and, and enjoy. So, one of so costuming for the occasion is welcomed. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Go Absolutely. to the theater and be a part of it. Love it. Yes. Yes. Let me, um, let me, let me clarify something. Your, the performance time uh, for the production starts at exactly what time? 7.30, did you say? 7.30, Friday, Saturday, and at Sunday, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Now, what happens with the with the parading and the brass bands and all that what, what that's time only that for start? that's only for tomorrow big right. big time for tomorrow now, um tomorrow and it's friday so this show will air at noon on friday so we're talking that's about it. friday night okay so uh noon tomorrow or noon or noon it's next tomorrow, week tomorrow friday yeah okay well yeah five o'clock the the parade starts just outside of our theater um with brass bands and book signings with jill and 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 music and food and drinks we've got vendors we've got cup we've got sweet potato cupcakes we've got all oh. kinds of things sweet potato happening and um there's a time in the show itself where we get to let you sample some of the food so it's really an engaging show um, I, I love that Dennis uh, Asaf, the uh, artistic director at JPAS, asked me to do this. At first, I was like, hmm, what, what, what do you, why would you? And then I'm like, okay, of course I will try it. And the more I read that script and began to see a vision of how uh, this would definitely work in the area, I called Jill. She's fabulous. She helped. She, you know, it's just been a wonderful ride. It's a great way to, uh, you know, keep me here. I am still living in Atlanta, but I definitely am excited. Oh, come on home, girl. Well, exactly. Uh, I'm, you're like my mom. It's exactly what she's saying. But I have so much in uh, work and talent and questions and things to work in the city. I'm going to go over to New Orleans Opera pretty soon and do a stage management over there. And I come back to JPAS to direct in um, in uh, February and then back to New Orleans Opera. So yeah, it, it, I am looking and when at- when you say New Orleans Opera, you mean literally New Orleans Opera Company, not Creole Opera. No, ma'am. Yes, the New Orleans the, Opera. The New Orleans. Well, that's great because they need you, you know? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've worked with all of the companies many years ago and it was so loving. Again, that's just our way here. That's this many no. years ago. You can't be more than 22. Yeah, well, it was 22 years ago, at least. So, <laughs> that. Um, but call, calling home. not look 42, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, man, no, it's more like, I'm 49, I'll just tell you. But, okay, but the exciting <laughs> part is, the exciting part was me calling home. Hey, listen, New Orleans Opera. Hey, listen, J-Paz, I'm home again. What you got for me? And they're like, yeah, come on in. You know, and that's just, again, that's the flavor of who we are and how we are here. Yeah, and, you know, uh, let, let me stay on that point for a minute because I'm really trying to get my arms around exactly what is happening in our creative economy. We're doing a separate study um, of uh, how to advance our creative economy. And I feel like the theater scene has um, really kind of taken off. Um, when I first came here, it was kind of a neglected art. Um, mm -hmm. and it was all about mm -hmm. food and music, and now more and more uh, there are other genres that are becoming strong. So, so tell me about the theater scene. Uh, help me yeah. understand what's happening. 
I do. I, and I agree because I am, I'm involved in as all the scenes, the music, the dance, the art, the food, the theater, all of it. And um, I mean, we are, the city is a bunch of actors. So I don't know what happened before versus what's happening now. Maybe uh, the, re the reset of many things we've had a Katrina several years ago, we had an Ida and things that kind of made us reset. So with, so we now have time to more focus on things that are important, your culture, your health, your healing. And we know that that comes from food and entertainment and life and love and theater kind of, especially music theater kind of gives you all of that. And I think we're getting more people in the positions now that can really make that happen, not only in the directing creative side, but in the executive sides too, that know that this stuff is important. And, um, you know, not only for our healing, you know, but great for the city, which bleeds off into everything, you know, how we can heal ourselves, so to speak. But how, but how do you account for this trend, this development? What, I know you're saying that it's part of the resilience after the pandemic and Ida. Um, right. Mission, you know, the more, you know, the, the other hurricanes that we've had to deal with. Exactly. The beginning of the 21st century, they just go on and on. We're having a lucky little moment, knock on wood. Right, right, right. Continues for the rest of the season. But um, how do you account for exactly what's happening in theater? I, I, I think, I think it's still of age. I think the circle of, you know, the creative circle of, of human beings are coming, are coming around again. And they're like on top of things. For example, like my nephew, who's much younger than me. I mean, I just see him as such a, he's such a creative being. And when his time comes around, it's going to be explosive. You know, what's happening. I think our time is around. We've gone through and we still go through the technical times or the financial times or whatever. The creative circle, I think is really, uh, it's our, it's our time to shine. And we have more people that are in places that can really make it happen that you, we can allow more people to see those things and feel so, it. And so would, you, so would you say, is what you're saying that there's been an advance in people being able to uh, become a part of the executive level and the production level such as yourself, right. which might not have been the case 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, more like, yeah, I do. You know, people with vision and understanding of how to get those visions through, like, for example, Dennis and Todd Simmons, who I didn't realize, but it explains it now. Todd Simmons, the executive director of JPAS, is also a musician and very, you know, he's, he has heartfelt for music and the life in theater, plus the experience of the finances and the planning and all the things it takes to make it happen. And putting so the proper- So it's a little bit of this, this multidisciplinary trend. I would think general, so. I would think so. Right? I would, I would. You can help, help in many areas. Um, you, I can help in dance, I can help with theater, I help with experience of things. I can kind of be helpful in those areas and push the vision forward. And I think many people in the same place at the same time, minded visions, any subject will push the, the, that subject forward. So, so let's, let's, be, let's dig just a little a bit deeper. Um, obviously there's a racial question. One of the reasons yeah. why our musicians throughout even as late as uh, the whole 20th century, all the way from the beginning to the end, um, we did not have the opportunities they should have had. Mm -hmm. um, and and would, is that changing? Do you feel like that, that 
I, mean, I don't know, that's a trick, that's a trick question. But has that improved? <laughs> um, generally speaking, I, I do feel it's still there. Um, it's not changed enough. I think the I think noticing the things I think we're still at the first steps of noticing those things. I'm I'm blessed to kind of be in a place where me personally has spun off with those things. But I've been working and doing things since college, since high school, and always had you know a blessing of something for some time. But collectively, I think we're still working on it. Um, it is moving forward, advancing in many circles. There are many more things written by, uh, for instance, a black writer, a black theater writer. There are more dance, there are more choreographers, there are more directors, there are more film directors, um, and they're getting seen. Uh, but we still have to um, go around about and hope we run across more people with the same vision. Um, so yes, there is a change. I would love to see a greater, more swifter change, but um, I just have to continue to be thankful that um, I've been blessed to be around those with like minds and can move things forward. I, I you know, um, recently in the past couple of months, um, Jamima Brady, uh, who you've spoken with, is a vocalist, and so she's part of the uh, creative scene, and, and she's brought people to me young black entrepreneurial entrepreneurial creatives who I feel there's something going on here that there's kind of a, an explosion uh, in, in, the, in the young black community. And so when I have my white friends complaining about crime and the city and it's going mm -hmm. to hell, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, guys, you don't have a clue what's mm -hmm. going on. There's yeah. stuff happening that is going to change this city. Am I right? I would agree with that. I did. I would agree with that. Um, I, I, I can call them youngsters now, but those people who I've now found myself mentoring, for instance, the lead, the lead in Sweet Potato Queens, so happens to be a black female. She's from Jackson, and and is actually personal friends with Jill. Jill turned me on to her, um, but. Finding her and working with her, a younger mind that's growing in this circle, more and more and more of that is happening. Um, explosion is a good word for it, but I'd like it. I mean, there's we can ex you wait till we explode. I mean, there's it's happening, um, but and we are going in the right direction. JPAS again with this five women this year, five women directors. That's that's something else. Let alone let alone uh, two black. Wait, what does that mean? Are you saying that JP, that uh, Jefferson Parish um, uh, Performing Arts Society, I, I don't have it completely mm -hmm. right, um, has, has committed to work with five different women directors over time? Uh, over this one season. I mean, I'm just saying the diversity and the, the explosion of working together as a community is happening tremendously with this one season with JPAS, they are, we've got women, five women in one season, two black, uh, we've got a black man, a black woman, we've got a, we've got a, a Latino show, the musical in the Heights, we've got classics, it's so well mixed, this, um, I like the mix of their 45th season, it's saying that we're doing some, we're doing some things over here and we want to, uh, we want to show the diversity of the city and the, the you know, the, the camaraderie of the community. I think that's also notable 
that this is happening in Jefferson Parish. Correct. So we have a tendency in Orleans to be a little snobby about mm -hmm. the, the parishes around us. I do a lot of work in St. Bernard, and so I'm always having to kind of, when I say the words, two words, St. Bernard, I can see people's eyelids drop. Right. And then right. I, they just don't really understand. And coming from the Bronx, I, I used to deal with that when I lived in right. New York, the people in Manhattan, and you say you're from the Bronx. And all right. That. But uh, I do think that um, things are changing in that sense that people are not letting um, boundaries affect their pushing forward as much as maybe that was the case in the past, that they're I agree. past the boundaries. I agree. You know, we again, we are a cultural and traditional city, so it does take us a little longer to kind of get rid of those old habits. I, but I do think it's changing. We consider the East Bank to the West Bank far. I mean, I live in Atlanta now. Nothing is far. <laughs> I, you know, when people talk about going across the bridge to the West, right. if that's some kind of big right i'm from new york where you can't go anywhere without going over a bridge right on a daily basis i used to have to get over a bridge to come from the bronx to the to manhattan because the city is basically islands the right bronx is the only part of of new york that is connected to um uh, uh land that is not island i mean queens brooklyn staten island manhattan they're all islands. right so you must so go right. it's crazy that this is about being more when i told when i told uh local friends new orleans that i'm doing a show in west Weagle, oh no that's too far i mean i just think that's funny i mean that's really funny um, but it's again, it's it's, you know, it's the way of our, we have to get people over that. We do, we do, we've got to get over that. I mean, the city, New Orleans, for instance, is the you know the, and then there's the metro area, and it's gotten to where the city, the world is growing so big that you really got to expand yourself out of just you know out of that one circle. Um, though New Orleans is a world of its own, I've been many, 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 many places. New Orleans is a world of its own and you know why go anywhere else but when you expand yourself outside of that even in the metro area um I mean it it expands you and it expands your neighbor and the sooner we can kind of get a hold of that and take that and make it a part of our daily um many things will flourish in the area you know, Kian, I think one of the issues right now that I'm perceiving and it may just be because I'm kind of an insider outsider I've lived here since 1972, so mm -hmm. I've been here 50 years, mm -hmm. um, but there's still a kind of attitude about people, quote, from away, and uh, it, it is the, it's, it's, it's having that intermingling of the, that 300-year-old culture here, I right. would say, New right. Orleans, the past is not past, and we have kept that alive, and that's what makes the city so unique. But the, the other newer um, arts people in all categories coming in, they quickly pick up on a lot of that old culture and mm -hmm. it intermingles with what their current um, practice may be. And, and that mixture of the old and the new is what I think is so really exciting about this. It really, it, exactly, exactly that. So as, the, as we accept that more and know that's who we are, we're an accepting, loving, open type of type of people if we can do that in more areas um we can really grow swiftly collectively as a community and um i mean arts included 
So it's definitely happening. And I'm glad, you know, I ended up home to be a part of so many things that are happening and uh, the opportunities grow more and more of something to do in the area. So I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the vibes. I'm getting it in that uh, I need to be home more. So uh, put me to work. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do it. Well, we're going to put you on the air. That's for sure. For sure. For and sure. Help, I hope that uh, folks that are listening to the show um, understand the power and excitement of what's happening. Yeah. You know what? Let me do this. Um, give people very simple directions for mm -hmm. how to get, let's say, from, uh, I don't know, Canal Street. That's the dividing line between up and downtown to the theater because I have no clue where it is. That's the um, thing one. too. And, and I need to know where I'm going. And then secondly, tell me about the parking because that's always an issue for me. I don't go there, by yes. where I'm parking. To, 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 yeah, pretty, you're right. The, uh, to get there, like you said, from Canal Street, the Superdome, the area, and most people are familiar with the bridge that goes over West Bank, uh, the great, on, on, to the West Bank uh, from the Superdome area. So you would take that uh, West Bank Bridge, all the way out to the Barra Terrier, all the way out the, till the bridge runs out. And you would- um, When you say the bridge, you're talking about the- The West, on the West the Bank. Raised, the raised interstate, in, in a sense, or the raised, um, you know, uh, I guess you call it a bridge, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's beyond the bridge. It's not just over the river. Um, well, I mean, you're going to make me go GPS it, but it, I'm oh, speaking. Yeah. Actually, that's what people can do. They can GPS Exactly. It. I mean, you focus yeah. on parking. Parking is available, right? Well, yes. And I'm going to say parking is available, but where the theater is, it's in such a quaint, quiet neighborhood. So there is parking available and then they'll be parking around the theater. So okay. this is actually, they'll prop, this is a, a good problem that the theater has in that they're looking towards making advances in parking and different things for the area because they are trying to, you know, uh, encourage more and more shows and, and, and concerts and comedy nights and, and things in, on, on the West Bank. Uh, so there is a comedy, I mean, a, a, a parking problem, but coming out, the doors open at seven for a 7.30 show getting yourself something to drink, hang out, get some tiaras and boas, you should be okay. Right, they're gonna make, there's gonna be tiaras and boas for sale? So there will be some to borrow, please, to give them back. Okay. <laughs> okay, you gotcha. bring, you're welcome to bring your own, but if you come in enough time, you can get one that, some that we have available for you for the show, and you simply return it for the evening, um, and we're gonna have that. You know, you just, you just had this one wrinkle after another here about how much fun this is gonna be. Yeah, it uh, is. Beyond, I just, um, I love this whole thing. If I, you know, I don't know what my situation will be Friday night because of my husband's situation, but mm -hmm. uh, maybe one of the following weekends I'll be able to get out there. Oh yeah, it's a ball. It's a, a ball every night. Parade, but Definitely. Zero, so I can, you know, I can move on. But um, yeah. it sounds great. I'm, I'm, I'm just totally uh, impressed and, and refreshed by you. Good, thank you. Stay thanks. in touch with Jamila and me. Absolutely. Um, let her know what's going on. This is her world and let okay. me know what's going on so I can advance people's understanding of how important our creative economy is. Because Definitely. Here, 
for all they that we just take our creativity for granted and mm-hmm. uh, that has to stop people have to understand that it needs to be better supported because we need more uh support for it in order for it to grow and for the new orleans to really um you know reach what i call its destiny as one of the leading creative centers in the world That's yeah yeah so, thank you so much You're for welcome. your time and um you. I, i'm thrilled about the production and i hope mm-hmm. it's a big success and maybe give me a call after it's all over and, and I, certainly a, will. A I certainly will but i'm sure hopefully you'll make it out i'll be prayers to you and your family and the things thank work you. out better for you there I do want to say that the show is going to, it's, I call it a little risque and bodacious. It is for adults or, you know, I mean, I wouldn't bring my nephew. Excuse me, Keon, I come from New York. Well. I come from the Bronx. I, I, I come from Cardi B, Cardi B, AOC. And I'm, just doing my own, I'm, I'm just making my own statement. It took me a okay. second before I invited my parents. No, I'm just. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, good luck with it. I hope it's just a great success. And um, if anybody is taking some pictures and video, be sure and get those to Jamima so that we can add those to our um, our coming newsletters. And we'll, we'll do. Keep, we'll keep up some uh, play on this between now and the uh, end of the show. OK, we'll and do. Reach out to the show. I want to talk to you again and do a little debrief. Awesome. Thank you so much. A fabulous time. Appreciate it. All right. Well, it was great talking with you. I'm I'm, I'm buoyed by it. (laughs) Great. uh, Yeah, it's been kind of a rough week. All right. You take care. You too now. Talk to you soon. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. is an important month uh, to people in the Jewish faith. Uh, two major um, ho- holidays or holy days are happening. And um, Mendel is, is one of the um, interesting, I think, rabbis in town who I have had on the show before. And I think you'll understand why um, I like talking with him. Uh, I'm not, my husband and I are not very religious people, but we respect and appreciate a spiritual and um, nurturing and giving personality, which is what Mendel Seitlin has. And, and um, I'm going to let him introduce the, um, his, his association, and then we're going to talk about the holidays, but we're going to talk about the underlying theme, which has to do with forgiveness um, dealing with the past and, and, and addressing the future, if that's a, a, a very good shorthand way of introducing um, you. Yes. So, thank, thank you so much, Jean. Um, 
Good to see you again. I'm happy to be able to be on the program once again. It was just about a year ago, exactly right, that we were speaking before Yom Kippur, the high holidays, right after Ida, uh, which we, uh, just about a year since then, and a lot has happened throughout the year. So, yes, um, I'm the rabbi, one of the rabbis here at the Chabad Jewish Center here in Metairie. Uh, Chabad Jewish Center is, as its name, a center for Judaism and, and Jewish people and for the wider community as well. Um, it's uh, not a synagogue per se, although we do offer services as well. Uh, we like to be there for Jewish people, for the Jewish community, uh, for whatever is needed, whether it's adult education, whether it's social services, whether it's youth programs, or just a listening ear including also uh, we offer services as well. So this time of year, reaching up to the high holidays, it's it's a busy time because high holidays is one of those times where many people, even perhaps Jews who are not so in touch with their Judaism um, throughout the year, but the high holidays, once they see that on the calendar, they start to get shivers in their backs and say, ooh, the high holidays are coming, right? We got to change. We got to do something, right? So what is that something that's important? For some, it means we got to start paying our dues and, you know, reserving our seat at the temple or synagogue. But for many of us, it's not about paying dues, but it's about preparing ourselves for the day, mentally, emotionally, internally, to get ready for this appointment we're meeting god on the high holidays how are we going to be looking what are we what are we wearing what are what are our clothing we don't only mean physical what dress am i wearing what suit tie am i wearing but also how do i look how does god see me my thoughts my speech my action my past year we got we got to get ready for that so that's that's the time of year we got a week and a half left uh, to to rosh hashanah this year rosh hashanah is sunday night September 25th, Monday and Tuesday, September 26th and 7th, 27th, and uh, Yom Kippur is the following Tuesday night, October 4th, I believe, and uh, Wednesday, October 5th. So before we go any further, um, a lot of people don't know what Rosh Hashanah is, which includes me, although my father was Jewish, I was raised Catholic, and he was not really raised with the faith because his parents died very young. In fact, he's more known by his Irish buddies at Pat O'Brien's bar in the Bronx where he used to hang out than he is um, uh, you know, knowledgeable about the faith. So um, let, let's do a quickie on, um, I shouldn't say quickie, but let, let's tell people what Rosh Hashanah is. Great idea. Okay, so Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are, are two uh, Hebrew names to the two uh, most perhaps holiest holidays of the year. Um, and that's why they're called the High Holidays. So it's Rosh Hashanah, which is the first of uh, the Jewish New Year. The, the, the Jewish, the Jewish um, calendar is a, is, a, is a unique calendar, if not the regular solar calendar. And it's not your typical lunar calendar, like, like uh, the Islam has also a lunar calendar. The Jewish lunar calendar is a unique lunar calendar. It's like almost hybrid, where it's also, it, it's lunar for the most part, but it also has... Uh, it follows the solar uh, um, um, solar uh, seasons uh, with, with the with the leap year. So the the new year, the first day of the new year is the first day of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah. We actually the name of the new year is not New Year's in Hebrew. It's actually the head of the year. Rosh means a head. Hashanah of the year. Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year, and it's it, it, it's 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 important to uh, to to take note of that 
difference because Rosh means a head, just like our head, our brain, our mind controls the rest of the body. The day of Rosh Hashanah controls, sets the tone for the year. First of all, it's a day of judgment. This is when, the, this is when God judges us, the people, the, the entire world. And also the way we act on Rosh Hashanah, it really sets the tone for the way our year will, will go. So it's the head of the year. It's also historically, it's the day that Adam and Eve, the human beings, were created. There's six days of creation that began five days before Rosh Hashanah, the 25th of Elul. And the sixth day of creation was when Adam and Eve were created. So we are celebrating the creation of man uh, on Rosh Hashanah. And the world was incomplete without human beings. The human beings are here to elevate, to complete, to correct the world, to make the world a more godly place. And that is why we celebrate Rosh Hashanah on this day of the year. Well, we can celebrate it good because I think right now a lot of us feel that human beings are not exactly the guardians of this planet that we uh, should be. And a lot of us are very concerned about um, our environment. And too many people feel like they want to pretend that there's no problem when you have huge fires and flooding and all the kinds of things that put Noah in an ark at one time in, in, in uh, history. So, um, you know, you say that uh, it, the earth wasn't right without humans, but humans have not been right by the earth, too. So what is the Jewish perspective on that? So I think the Jewish perspective or a Jewish perspective on that is that God created human beings. He didn't create angels or robots. We're not here. You know, we're not we're not mechanical machines that were programmed and then we just follow, you know, autopilot. We're human beings and we have free choice, freedom of choice. And we have shortcomings and we have deficiencies and we have weaknesses and we make bad decisions and i'm not here to say which decision is good and which decision is bad but we all know that we're not perfect and that is what is unique about the human being and that's why god created us and god it wasn't you know there may be angels there may be robots there may be great things that never make mistakes but there's no there's no there's no fun in that god wants that we who are we, we are able to make mistakes and we have the bad days and we have our lazy days and we make the wrong decisions sometimes. And then what do we do? We brush ourselves up and we get back up and we continue going, right? So there's more value to what we do when there is freedom of choice. So is a world perfect? It's not a perfect world. Are okay. the people doing bad things? Yes, we did sometimes bad things, but the point is, when we educate ourselves, when we educate others, and we're able to change, every change that we make has infinite value. So uh, I'm sorry, but um, you, you've just triggered for me the question you would probably least like to have uh, touched on. But um, free, when you say freedom of choice, I can't help but think about the controversy that is dominating the political universe of our country right now, which is the freedom of a woman to choose uh, what is right and not right for her. And um, it's interesting to me that with all of the controversy over um, the question of the right to an abortion, that the only argument that has uh, been relevant to people who were um, not in favor of choice, but in favor of what they term as life, 
um, the only argument that seems to have related to them is the notion that their freedom, their freedom of choice has been curtailed by the um, Supreme Court ruling and other rulings that have um, ba basically kind of autocratically told them what they can and can't do with your body. I don't know what the Jewish position is on this. I do hear you saw, speak of freedom. So I think that, and you have spoken of freedom to me before, and I think the issue of, of trying to enhance our freedom to do just what you said, to correct our mistakes, to do better, to advance and, and, and think about you know, what we did, what our mistakes may have been and how we can go forward to do better is really underlying these holidays this month. So um, I don't wanna necessarily ask you to get into a deeper dive on abortion itself, but I, I guess um, I'm very conscious of the issue of freedom for women too, not just men. Exactly. And um, I think they say like this, your freedom to swing your arm, your fist, your freedom to swing your fist ends where my nose begins. So the debate, the, the, the abortion debate is a debate that's been going around for, for many, many, many years. And obviously there's very strong emotions on both sides, the, the freedom of the woman to choose or the freedom or the, the rights of, 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 of the infant. I'm not going to comment right now on what the Torah's view is, there is seemingly a Torah view. It's it's debatable, um, or or it's it's nuanced, I should say. The, the Torah but, being uh, kind of the Jewish equivalent of the Bible, right? Yes, it is the, the Hebrew the right word for the Bible. Um, but what I think in in this time of year, as we as leading up to to the high holidays, I think what we should be focusing on is what areas in life that unite us not areas that divide us and again to clarify to qualify that i'm not saying that it, that there is no place for debate we live in a democratic country thank god that there is freedom of talk about another freedom right freedom of speech we could share our ideas we could argue we could debate and that's a, then that's a good thing and we encourage that and we should have the ability to 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 protest or to 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 lobby or to uh, to to voice our opinions, uh, like you mentioned uh, previously uh, uh, yesterday, too, that, that you know you go, you go to Russia, or you go to other places where you can't even hold, hold up a sign if you are opposing uh, opposing the war. So thank God we have that, and it's important that there should be political debates because we want to make sure that we have you know people are, are you know just check the balances, but at the same time. On a personal level, leading up to the days of, of high, the high holidays, there is so much that unites us. Talking about, let's say, with family, right? Family members, sometimes there are some issues. Let's say a parent-child relationship. A parent loves a child. Children, by nature, love their parents. But there are sometimes, there are incidents that happen. There's some tension in this relationship, and they don't agree. Maybe the parent really wanted to raise their child in a certain way, and the child says, you know what, I want to live a different lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle that perhaps that, that, that the parent doesn't agree with. And it brings the parent a lot of pain to watch their child doing a certain act or, or, or living a certain way, or right? 
and sometimes vice versa. The child doesn't like the way the parents are, are acting, right? So we're not here to say, well, let's argue it out and one should convince the other. That's That would be a nice thing and, and perhaps that's possible. But at the same time, we could say, let's agree to disagree, which means I'm not saying I agree. Perhaps I think that your opinion is totally, totally wrong and it's a terrible thing. But at the same time, let's focus on what, on what unites us. We have a biological connection over here. I'm your parent. You're my child. Let's go out for dinner. Let's go out to the game. Let's play a game together. Let's take a walk together. Not that we're going to, 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 to work out all our differences, but it's a time to focus on what we have in common. And Rosh Hashanah is also when we have that relationship with God, where God, you know, God could say the same thing. Hey, Mendel, where have you been this past year? You've been doing this. You've been doing that. I don't, you know, this is not the way I, I educated you. This is not the way, it's not what I expect. I, I expect more from you, right? And what should I say? You're right, God, you're right. I failed you. But what happens is I tell God, I say, God, but you're my father. We say in our in our prayers, Avinu Malkenu, my father, my king. You're my father. So please. My father, my feet? My king, my king. My king. Right? So we have this two types of relationship with God. But the point is, we tell God, yeah, I failed. Yeah, maybe I wasn't perfect this year. I've sinned here. I've sinned there. I should have done better over there. I made this wrong choice. I made this bad, bad decision. But at the end of the day, I'm your child. Take me in as a child, right? Maybe we'll disagree on certain things. Maybe we won't. Maybe I have repent. Maybe I have remorse on what I did. Maybe I don't. But I'm your child, right? And that's one of the things that we do on Rosh Hashanah. We blow the chauffeur. And uh, the chauffeur is a, a horn, right? It's a ram's horn that it is carved out in a way where it turns into a horn. Um, and we blow it in, during during services. By the way, if someone is not able to make it to services, Chabad also does usually like a later in the evening chauffeur blowing at the lake. I know Chabad Emetary is doing this on Monday, I think at 5.30, and uh, Chabad Uptown is also doing a, uh, a chauffeur blowing at the lake. And you could come and hear the chauffeur. You don't even have to uh, join, join, join services. You go to the lake, you hear the chauffeur. What's the idea how, of the How chauffeur? can they find out where that is exactly? How, how do they... Um connect uh, online is there something online that tells you where to go well if you go to jewishlouisiana.com and that will give you the information uh that we need the, the you know the schedule and and exactly where it is over here in metairie it's going to be right by uh lake villa uh pumping station right right, right by the lake of lake punch train um you should be able to get it over there and the uptown um I, i'm not sure where they do it i think they do it in one of the parks we can get you more information on that. But what is oh, the idea of the chauffeur? If, if all you have to do is go to jewishlouisiana.com, that, that'll work. That's easy. Yeah, to read. yeah we have the information over there. So yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the idea of the chauffeur, it's the, it's, it's the idea of a cry of a child, right? They say, they say this, they say this uh, like a parable of a, of, of a child who leaves home and goes to a foreign country and kind of forgets about their parents, about their upbringing. They even forget the language, the you know, the, the, the mother tongue, the language that, they, that, 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 that their parents speak, and went out to a far distant country and totally changed their lifestyle, changed their behavior. And one day they say, you know what? I want to go back to my parents. And they make the trek all the way back home, but they're unfamiliar. No one recognizes them. 
They don't even speak the language. They, they start knocking on the door. No one answers. This is, who are you? We don't know who you are. We don't recognize you. We don't even speak the same language. And then the child becomes so bitter and so torn and so upset, so sad, that out of his great pain, he starts to cry. And once they cry, the parents say, hey, the cry we recognize. That we reckon, this is, this is the cry of our child. So they open the door. The chauffeur sound is the cry of, 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 of the child. It's our cry to God and say, God, you may not recognize us. Maybe we didn't live up to what we uh, promised you last year. But this is who we are. You hear our cry, a cry from the essence. You know, even if you're not a part of the Jewish faith, and even if you are not um, religious, as my husband and I are, I think that what you, you speak of is so fundamental to our human family that you, you spoke of family. I think of the bigger family, our, our human family, and to, to remind of people that it's so important for us to, to get along. I, I got along with my parents very well, but a little bit less so with my sister. So I've had to work on that. And um, I, I, you're reminding me how important it is to do that. And I, I appreciate that so much. So um, I, I want to, um, uh, we've talked about Rosh Hashanah. If you can just, uh, 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 don't have um, uh, just barely a little bit of time left, but if you can just mention Yom Kippur, I've always heard was a day of, of uh, uh, you know, growing up in New York. I mean, even if I was in a public school, there's, there were so many um, in the Bronx, so many uh, Jewish children. So I, I was surrounded with the faith without knowing much about it. But I do know it's about forgiveness of sins. Am I right? That is true. So the word, the name of the holiday, Yom Kippur, means the Day of Atonement. Right. God right. says this is the day that God will forgive us, will pardon our sins. Historically, we know that Moses went up to the mountain, right? So if you ask any uh, uh, school child, so how how many days was Moses on the mountain for? So we're always told 40 days and 40 nights, right? They gave the, God came down and gave the, the Torah, the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people on Mount Sinai. And then Moses went up to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. But the truth is, if you read the entire book of Exodus, you see that Moses was actually on the mountain collectively for 120 days. He was there for 40 days and 40 nights, and then he descended the mountain. The Jewish people sinned with the golden calf. He went back up to the mountain, and he prayed to God, God, don't destroy your people. God, wants to, God said, look, the Jewish people, 40 days after giving the Torah, just a few weeks after the exodus of Egypt, all the amazing miracles that I brought about for the Jewish people, the splitting of the sea, etc., etc. And this is what they do. They go serve an idol a mere weeks after this. What's going on? I want to destroy them. I'm going to make a new nation. And Moses, the faithful shepherd of the Jewish people, cries out to God and says, God, please don't do this. Forgive them. Give them another chance. He was on the mountain for another 40 days and then additional 40 days. So altogether, it was 120 days. If you do the math, the the the, the, the anniversary of the of the giving of the Torah uh, is on the sixth of Sivan on the Jewish calendar. 40 120 days later, basically ends on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, that was the day that God told Moses the two Hebrew words Salachti Kidvarecha. I have forgiven the Jewish people as your as you have requested. 
So God forgives the Jewish people the very first time on Yom Kippur. Every year on that day, this was the day set aside that God says, this is the day of atonement. I, I, that's more than I've ever understood about it. And I, I love hearing this from you. I, I, I'm out of time. I, I want to um, hear more from you about um, the, the unity between the different faiths because I think there's so much more unity between all the faiths, not just Jewish and Muslim and, and Christian, but um, the Asian faiths as well. And um, so I'm gonna leave that for the next uh, time we talk. We talked a little bit about that last time, but I think that's so important. I really try to pay attention to what's going on in the different faiths because fundamentally underneath what's all about them is, is what you said um, about it's every, everything is okay until you hit me in the nose. So that's like um, do unto others as you would have do unto yourself, which is a Christian phrase, I think, but probably has a Jewish version of it's it. It's actually sourced in the Talmud. It's a, a phrase from the great Hillel. Most people don't realize that, you know, Jesus and Muhammad were prophets of the of originally of the Jewish faith, so it's it's um it's it's much more of a relationship than not, as you say. Uh, let's look at what unites us. Um, uh, Rabbi Mendel Seitlin, I love talking with you, and I look forward to our next conversation. I hope you have a wonderful Rosh Hashanah, and um, I uh, assume you have some mistakes that you'd like to atone for. <laughs> we all have mistakes. <laughs> I can so, I can talk for myself. We got we got plenty of mistakes. We're not we're not missing that. Uh, well, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. I, I wish we had more time, and I'd love to uh, talk with we'll you. Have to do it again. We will do it again. You stay in touch, okay? Okay. Take you know care. When, let me know when there is a moment coming that you think is important for us to to visit. Most definitely. Most definitely. Thank you very much. Take care. All the best. My best to uh, to to Bob. Thank you very much. If I should die, well, the Lord, before I wake, please want you to do me just the one last baby, won't you please unveil the fake?